people may want to see you, Kev. If you think Aaron Jones is a top, top ten pick this year, you're out of your fucking mind. Don't tell me. I'll put a caveat here. Mr. Whiskey's the quarterback, then it's probably all shit goes aside. Absolutely sling it and show Green Bay and show the world. When we finish the season and he's like tight end 46, I want you to come back here and be like, wow, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Boom, and we're live. Snap, crackle, pop, let's go. <laughs> Dice Krispies. All right. Voice. Just gonna, we're gonna get right into it. We're gonna get right into it today. I'm not ready. <laughs> How long do you need? I'm ready now. Okay, perfect. First question of the day, as always, what are you tinkering about? Ooh. Okay, you know, normally I like to s- stick to the football aspect, but since I have a song stuck in my head, I was thinking about songs stuck in your head, you know? <laughs> I understand the science behind it. You listen to a song, don't finish it, stuck in your head, then you sing it forever. But honestly, is there something more annoying? You'll just be like chilling there in the office, you know, doing your work, and then suddenly you're singing. Five octaves too high. People are staring at you. I can't be the only one. Does that happen to you? Does that really yeah, happen to you? It happens to all the time. All the time. <laughs> sometimes we get a chorus going, 10 people singing, dancing on the, dancing on the tables. It, it's a crazy workplace. No, I don't know. I was just thinking about that, and I'm afraid I'm going to burst into song mid-pod, so we'll see what happens. We would love to hear it. I know. We would. But not, but not the uh, only three words I know from the song. What the song time. is stuck in your head? I don't even know the name. That's the killer. I can't even you, you listen even, to it. I can't finish oh, man. it. Woo. That's rough. What about yourself? What are you tinkering? I'm not tinkering about much today. It's a nice day out. It's a really nice day out. But you gotta challenge your mind every day. Laugh, cry. Well, I this morning I woke up and we went to we went to get me some new glasses. They look pretty cool. So you're wearing those right now? Is that what those are? No, they're not. No. These are my old ones. We're going to trash these. Good. Those look like shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Well, great tinkering topic. <laughs> <laughs> really killing the really killing the category. It's an easy going weekend. I <laughs> I got nothing today. Yeah, we're just we're going to get right into the football side of things. Uh players who escaped the guillotine. In the draft. Can you explain to me what that is and what a guillotine is? A guillotine is a French-designed killing device where a sharp blade is dropped from about 10 feet up down a hatch where a person's neck is extended through uh, some variant of, of a stock hold. And it just chops it right off. Sometimes it doesn't go all the way down and through. And so then they have to pick it back up and get it the rest of the way. Can you use so. it in a sentence? Yes. Um, I put Caffrey's face in a guillotine. <laughs> Hold. Okay, I'm ready. G-U-I-L-L-O-T-I-N-E. Guillotine. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> first player, first player who escaped the guillotine in this year's draft we're starting with down in South Beach, Miles Gaskin. Thinking about it, there was a couple of running backs that just popped up out of nowhere. Him and him and Robinson. 
probably more, but where the heck did this guy come from? I know. Well, it's funny. We were talking about Jordan Howard and Matt Brieta all of season last year. And then this guy just comes out of nowhere in like the first, I don't know, four weeks or so. Yeah, just made those guys irrelevant. He was good too. Yeah, looks good. I wasn't that good. Catches the ball well. Um, but I'm yeah. kind of surprised though that they didn't really add anyone to the draft because uh, you know small in stature. I kind of think of him as like a third down back when you look at him, but I guess they they believe in him, right? They have to. There's nobody else do. there. Selvan Ahmed. Oh man, that guy was so good. No, he, he was wasn't. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't good. <laughs> no, Gaskin was was a solid RB two once he found the workload. He had some injuries in the latter half of the season, but he looked pretty good otherwise. And uh, they signed, who'd they sign? Malcolm Brown? Yeah, I believe so. Do you think he's going to take any workload? Ooh, I mean, he's he's a bigger guy. So, you know, you, you would think like short third downs. Kind of what I thought Jordan Howard was going to be last year. So maybe I'm wrong <laughs> in that again. He's a one-yard touchdown a... specialist. I like yeah, it. Ex- Malcolm exactly. Brown. Do, I mean, they, you think, do you honestly think he has anything left in the tank? He looked, Brown. yeah, he looked slow in LA last year. Yeah, he didn't look good. He lost, he lost that job pretty quick. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would rather have Frank Gore, right? He still wants to play. <laughs> <laughs> he sure does. If I want two yards, why am I going to Malcolm Brown? I want Frank Gore. You know? Well, where's Adam Gaze? He's probably two feet behind him. <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah yeah no, I, I don't know I, I mean I logic tells me Malcolm, Malcolm Brown will be used I would assume in like goal line or third downs but he might just be pure backup you know give him a break I mean the Dolphins last year they showed no reserve with using Gaskin in the red zone and seemingly giving him a decent number of touches mm-hmm. do you think yeah. that do you think Brown could be uh, an inside the twenties guy? No, I don't believe it. It's tough. It's a, to say. It's a gas. It's a Gaskin year number two. Let's get it. Well, but, I, I I'm kind of interested to know what kind of offense they want to run in the red zone, or what what kind of offense they even want to run. Period. Do they want to run something that's a little more dynamic with people moving around the formation and here and there and running all over the field, or do they want to keep it pretty one dimensional? Yeah, I mean, I would. I would I'll put the Browns. The I'll put the Browns' offense in contrast. Oh, what? How can you compare that? Hmm. Well, the, the Browns. They're just they're, they're one dimensional. They run the football. They run oh, the football. Okay, okay, okay. You know, it's, it's power running. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You'd think they'd want to be finesse because they have the speed. They have right. a ton of speed. They have you know Albert Wilson, Lindbowden Jr., Preston Williams. Those are their like reserve wide receivers. That's so much speed running around the field. The question really is, do you believe in two a year too to keep to move this offense up a bit? It's a great question. <laughs> I, I we don't have enough data to see how if we knew that he was gonna throw to the running back, no problem. Yeah. Gaskin? I mean, we're looking at like a top fifteen top fifteen lock. Yeah. Yep. And he's gonna be undervalued, no doubt. If he's if he's drafted anywhere outside the top twenty running backs, that's a crime. Yeah, I don't know. I just I think we're gonna learn a lot about Tua this year. You know, he could either be Josh Rosen. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not Josh Rosen. 
No, I mean, he didn't show a lot last year, especially when you're like still battling well with the great one, game right. manager, game manager. Well, and unfortunately, Gaskin suffered his injuries as Tua was named the starter. So we, we didn't really get to see what their player chemistry could have been like. But, I mean, I guess to end it off, like Gaskin's, I, I think he's still going to get the full workload, man. I think he lives for another year. I do too, and, and based on and based on what we saw, I'm not afraid to to put a bet on it. Moving on, we'll move up to Georgia and we'll hit Atlanta. Oh. Atlanta. This this is a player that I This is confusing. Yeah. <laughs> I it's really, really difficult to understand what could be here. It's, it's like, you're not excited, but you're excited. Right. I don't, the questions just linger in your mind. All right, let's move on to the next one. No, yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, naturally, we're talking about Michael Davis, yep. uh, Atlanta running back. Probably the most average running back of the league, you know? Yes, very much guy. So. Mm-hmm. Also followed by Cordarell Patterson as his backup. Now, now that is that's a big deal. That cannot be taken lightly. No. <laughs> the fantasy relevance out of Corderell. Kick return upside. Sure. <laughs> if you're in a kick return league, <laughs> get, him, get him. Get him now. So what do you think? Do you think do you think this this Atlanta running game is gonna be relevant in twenty twenty one? Gurley had a pretty good showing last year. And uh add yeah. Kyle Pitts. I mean, as someone who drafted Katag early last year and then got rid of him right away because, God, he sucked. But then he still was okay. I'm very salty about the situation. Um, Touchdown equity. I guess. Man, he was bad, though. Uh, you know, if I, with Mike Davis, it's – I mean, the opportunity is going to be there. There's Where, where are they going to go? They're not going to give Cordero Patterson, like, 10 touches a game. They're not going to Quad, Quadri Olsen. But Mike Davis also is not that talented. Would you be surprised if they, like, signed someone else? I would not. I would not at all. I I don't so, know. I don't know that Mike Davis is a guy that can shoulder a seventeen week <laughs> workload. That being said, how old is he? Do you have any idea? I uh, I don't know. I can click on his name right now. Maybe he know. just seems. I don't know why. He just seems like an older soul. He is twenty eight. He's and en- entering okay. the after years of a running back age. But right. he also probably doesn't have as many carries on his body. This is true. Yeah. He's not like a. He has a 412 attempts in his career, which is not a lot. No, not a lot. So he has Another only three fumbles. Hey, it's not a bad stat. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not a bad stat. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think he's not going to be like your top guy, and I don't like in the draft. I don't think he's going to finish top ten, but he's going to get a workload, and he's decent enough to score some touchdowns. And I mean, if that offense can figure it out, they could be insane. I think I think it's just like last year, except maybe even a little bit better. Maybe I believe in Mike Davis more than Todd Gurley. And Todd what Gurley I'm was what? Todd Gurley was what? Like a fourth round pick last year? Yeah. Does that mean Mike Davis has to be fourth third? That's in, I mean, that sounds crazy to me, but I mean Todd Gurley was a question was a questionable fourth round pick last year. Still able to capitalize for uh, I don't know, at least half the season on touchdown equity when he was mm-hmm playing the full workload mike davis is at this stage probably a better pass catcher 
Oh, yeah. And, you know, I don't, he's not terribly explosive. He's not going to wow you on film, but he, like, does all the little things well to get open, catch the ball, don't fumble. Yep. He's just a solid all around player. He's a coach's guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to put in the work, man. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about this offense more in a little bit, but. Mike Mike gets here. Mike gets to the facility at 5 a.m. <laughs> Todd and he leaves and he leaves at 8 p.m. Todd's on the couch, bro. <laughs> that is a point. Todd Gurley is not signed. I think he might. Did he, did he not retire? Oh, did he retire? I don't know what he's doing, but he should retire. Let's get some live news that's probably not live and was known five years ago. Mm-hmm. That's the he's best in- kind of news. First article I see is enjoying free agency in the Bahamas. So he's doing all right. What a dog, dude. He got paid. Call him out. I know. This is. This player transcends the common man. This player (laughs) has a fashion style unlike any other. This player grows chest hair phenomenally. And is not afraid to show it in the press conference. Ryan Fitzpatrick, a.k.a. Baby. Fitzmagic. Were you shocked? Let me let me ask you real quick. Were you shocked that the Redskins did not pursue any quarterback options in the draft? Absolutely stunned. I mean, I love it. I love that we can just basically count on Fitzpatrick to be the guy this year. I think he deserves it. He deserves a chance. Um, he was kind of sad when the te- when Tua took over midseason for him. And I get it, but I think he knew the writing. That was a disaster. Off. What a disaster of mm-hmm. a franchise decision. You know, I got to respect all these moves that Brian Flores has made to rebuild this team and make it a division contender and maybe even a conference contender. Yeah. But why would you ruin a good thing? I don't know. I, yeah, they were winning great. games. <laughs> I know. You're going to win games with the Magic Man. Entering his ninth team, Washington football team. I absolutely love him this year. The Superflex League, oh my gosh. Give me all the magic. I want it all. This guy, I mean, what? I don't think they're going to bench him. I don't know. I think this team could be good, you know? And Fitzpatrick is going to be more dangerous than like Alex Smith was or anybody else they had last year. I mean, I'm excited for the weapons. And... Man, the future is now, right? Super Bowl, Washington football team. Defense is is there, is well-rounded. Offense is pretty, is forming. Mm-hmm. It, he can lock in at quarterback. You got to feel bullish on uh, McLaurin, very bullish. I'm seeing McLaurin already as a borderline top 10 receiver. Your thoughts? Definitely, yeah. I'm all you like him helmet. there? Oh, yeah. You like You like him there? Oh, yeah. Okay. What kind of what kind of what kind of touchdown share do you think Terry McLaurin deserves? So let's say Ryan Fitzpatrick has Ryan Fitzpatrick has a good season. What kind of touchdown total are you looking at? Man, I don't know. 35? 35, 40, yeah. 35? Maybe he has a really good year. Yeah. Okay. How many do you see Terry McLaurin getting out of that? Probably I mean if I'm just throwing random numbers, I mean at least ten, right? You think he can get double digits? I think he gets double digits. If he gets to if he gets Damn. to forty touchdowns, I think he gets ten. I think a quarter of the passing touchdowns to McLaurin. It definitely happens. Fitzmagic loves the number one guy, dude. He made Parker good. Dude, and Terry can make a guy just whiff at the line. 
And Terry made these quarterbacks of last year, like Smith and Haskins, look okay. This guy's done it with crap. And Fitzmagic is an upgrade, honestly. So very good. I mean, I can, I'm picturing it in my head, and it looks amazing. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm watching him run a post route right now, and it looks absolutely fantastic. The One of those where Fitzmagic beard. just steps. He, he, he's like, dude, the pocket's collapsing. Steps up, <laughs> two, three. Huck! 30, 40 yards downfield. You you oh, don't yeah. know if he just threw it into double, triple, quadruple coverage, but you're like, <laughs> this is football, baby. <laughs> it's not football if it, if he's not thrown into quadruple coverage. <laughs> when do you think? When do you think he had this epiphany with his game where it's like you just got to throw it? I mean, I assume it was probably whenever uh, he became like the the backup kind of guy or the guy to mentor the rookies. You know, at that point, you're just playing for the now, man. Mm-hmm. Make it look good. Why not? He's d- he did it in he did it in Miami. He did it in Tampa. Wait, are we worried that he might deal it, draw it back because he doesn't really have any pressure from behind him now? Did they bring him in because they like his play style and want to incorporate that into their team to take them above and beyond, or do they want to bring in a veteran quarterback who still has a little spunk in his game, but they're gonna? The way their team is constructed, we're going to run the ball, we're going to play defense, we're going to slow things down. That makes sense on paper, but I think you don't go for Fitzpatrick if you're going for that. And I don't think they win, I don't think they go to the playoffs again and like win games doing that. Now they could, but I think, dude, honestly, man, is this the year? I'm getting super hyped up, dude. Fitzpatrick to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Place your bets now. Good yeah. God. Put an MVP. But dude, he, yo, MVP. his MVP odds <laughs> might not be too bad. I am all in. That's it. That's it. All right. You want to go to the to the listeners real quick? Yes, we do. Caller incoming. <laughs> Sounds pretty excited this time. <laughs> what's going on boys it's frank and i'm coming in hot with some facts fact tim tebow back in the nfl and you want to know what that means that means that christians across the world are finally going to come watch again kaepernick kneeling was too much for him but this guy this guy brings it right back home i am so excited for timothy very religious middle name i would assume like robert or joseph or hell it might even be jesus himself tebow because we've seen what Taysom hill can do former quarterback turned tight end h-back blocking kick return you know utility player tim tebow is going to be that personified he is going to do everything that Taysom hill did times a million you want to know what's even better he's a lefty and you gotta love a lefty you just have to there's not enough of them in the nfl there's not enough of them in the world Give me more lefties in pro sports. I love to see it. You love to see it. All I know is that with Tim Tebow back playing for Urban Meyer again, where he was, I don't know, a Heisman candidate maybe? I don't know if anyone remembers that nonsense. He is going to be fantastic. Now, all he needs to do is stay away from what his former teammate Aaron Hernandez did when he was a tight end with the, you know, the murdering of somebody. Uh, But if he can put out the numbers that Aaron Hernandez had with Tom Brady, we'll get Tim Tebow being a star. A star. And yeah, 33 might be a little old. And yeah, he might not play football in a couple of years. And yeah, when he was a pro, he wasn't very good. And yeah, Tim Tebow might be over the hump. 
I don't care. I'm glad to see the guy back. I want to see him taking a knee on the field because maybe Christians will come back and watch football again. You know, Kaepernick took a knee. Nobody liked that. But, you know, Tebow taking a knee, we're all a fan of. So that's my segment. That's what I wanted to talk about. I love Tim Tebow. Let's go Jacksonville. Well, I went through a whirlwind of emotions right there. Yeah, gosh, he had me left, right, front, and center. Turned me around, smacked me upside the head. Uh, that guy can lay on some knowledge. I I mean, do I agree? No. And I'm confident in saying that. But <laughs> oh, but we appreciate we appreciate his excitement. We really do. And we ask that he keep coming back. <laughs> thank you to thank you to the listeners. Uh, keep them keep them coming. And for this dissection, we're gonna be poking into Arthur Smith of the Atlanta Falcons, previously offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. I think you mean the Derrick Henrys. Oh, the Derrick Henrys. Well, Arthur Smith is uh, replacing Dan Quinn and has been with the Titans since 2011. He's an offensive coordinator since 2019. And most importantly, his (laughs) father is the CEO of FedEx. That's almost a killer for me. I mean, this makes me think, how did he get his job? I feel like it was bought for originally. He let Derrick Henry do a lot of the workload. Is that a positive for Mike Davis? Great question. Is Mike Davis the next Derrick Henry? <laughs> now we're on to something. <laughs> let me lean in just a little bit more. <laughs> okay, no, but for real. Uh, what are we looking? What are we looking for out of Arthur Smith? What What is he about? Well, so he was the tight ends coach in Tennessee uh, when Delaney Walker was, you know, making some plays out there, coaching Johnu. Um, so I think that has a positive impact on Kyle Pitts to start. Um, of course, everyone knows we're not going to belabor the point, but rookie tight ends usually have more struggles. Yada yada yada. My opinion on this guy has gone back and forth because I just don't think he has enough experience and. Him becoming the new coach and the OC for the Falcons at the same time, first coaching job, seems like a lot on his plate. But he that offense has so many weapons. I I don't know how he fails. It's gonna be a lot different than what he did in Tennessee, though. Like he can't he can't run that same offense. Mm-hmm. Um I'm just gonna make one quick comment. Do not sell on the Falcons offense this year. Nope. That would be a terrible mistake do not overthink this dan quinn is finally gone this guy ruined this team's prime i'll say it ruined the team's prime it's true i and where is all the money and all the talent offense offense where is no money and no talent defense defense (laughs) so it's like get some guys on there that can maybe get a turnover or two but we're just basically going to be offense this year yeah, and honestly, the defense wasn't as bad once they took the play-calling duties away from Dan Quinn, I believe. But it's still not good. Ooh. I guess the main question for me in this one is, what is he going to do? Because, um, I mean, we only have really one sample size with him with Tennessee. And like I said, you're not going to run that same offense. Like, Mike Davis is not Derrick Henry. So you're going to be more pass-happy. But he does he stick with the play-action game? Oh, 100%. 100%. So. Yeah. That's that is a. It was good. 
It was good, yeah. That that's a style you can't break out of. That's that just kind of defines who you are as a play caller. Do yeah. you call play action or not? And if they're effective with if Mike Davis is like decent, which he should have a lot of empty boxes. So he could have a decent year if he's still got the juice, which he should. Um they have so many weapons. Like in Tennessee, he basically had one and a half weapons. Corey Davis isn't a weapon, I'm not counting him. Um so he had AJ Brown and like Johnny Smith and then maybe some other guy. He's got Julio, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, and like that's all you need. Three guys right there. Oh. And they have a, some wide receiver depth too. The options are endless. Calvin Ridley, dude, I think it could be insane this year. I agree. I'm a little insane. worried about Julio's age at this point, but we'll I am too. That. I mean, Julio is probably the more injury prone player, but I mean, just imagine they're coming off the play action, Matt Ryan's. You know, turning, and you know Julio, he's going to be streaking. He's going to be yep. taken off down the field, but he's going to get more safety attention than Calvin mm-hmm. Ridley ever will. That could change, but I think for right now, given Julio's stature and speed, it's still the case. So, yeah. Calvin Ridley then making a man miss on his second move, and he's open on the play action. Oh my gosh, dude! His his red zone threat ability is undeniable. I mean, and, and it was it was great last year. Yeah. They would go to him in the red zone all day. I think this, I mean, the main point of this is to dissect the coach and, like, what what we think he brings. And I think, I just think this offense takes a step up, you know. Um, I don't know that Arthur Smith is, like, the greatest coach or offensive coordinator of our time, but I think it's just such an upgrade and there's so many weapons here that it's going to be, like, nearly impossible for him to fail. And is there any chance that he would decide to slow the game down? No. <laughs> I don't, I don't believe point? that at all. Yeah. I don't believe yeah. it. I mean, he, he, he had Tannehill chucking on some, you know, on some fades, yeah. on some routes. How he do we, didn't just keep everything, like, super concise. That's a good point. What do we think? How do you compare Tannehill and Matt Ryan? If Tannehill continues to play at the level that he's been playing over the course of the last one and a half seasons, he might be recognized as a better overall quarterback than Matt Ryan when his career is over. Yeah. Unless Matt Ryan wins the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> Which even still, I mean, Matt Ryan's a good passer and he knows how to I mean he knows how to read zone coverage. He's he's a good yeah. overall quarterback. He's not all that special at anything. Best player out of Boston College? Oh, by far. <laughs> by far. Who's the second best? There was a guy named Herzog, right? A linebacker or something. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I would give it to him. There was also a big running back a few years ago. I can't remember, but I don't think he played. There's probably Let's some touch... really really famous guy, too. Probably a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's talk a little bit on Kyle Pitts um, just for a minute more. How many how many routes do you see this guy running? But seriously, like what what are we looking at with him? Hayden Hurst is still there. You don't draft a guy at four that's you know not play him because Hayden Hurst is there. But it's just like the tight end record is atrocious. But is he considered a tight end? I don't know. That's the real question. Yeah. And if he isn't, how much does that influence the other passing options or receiving options? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, obviously, the other thing to think yeah. about this. Ooh, maybe this does like hedge me off Julio quite a bit now, just because. The other thing to think about this is Matt Ryan has a, a large rapport with Julio and Calvin Ridley, and not Kyle Pitts. He's not going to the... ignore Julio. Julio's going to still have that game where he gets like twenty targets. Yeah. When there's a when the other team just doesn't have a corner, you sit down. But is the hype real? Is Kyle Pitts undeniable? Ooh. As a Noah Fant truther. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he's pretty good. Yeah, I think he'll have success. Um, this year is going to be tough, obviously, just to judge. He is, the perfect, you, he is the perfect play action tight end. I can tell he makes you excited at night. So he, <laughs> he, he makes me anxious. I don't know where to take him. I mean, wherever you're going to take him, I'm going to take him one round ahead, so just know that. No. <laughs> no! <laughs> And now, we would like to give our full attention to the one and only Peter. Peter, you have talked about your desire as a Denver Broncos fan to see an upgraded quarterback position for almost 10 years now. We are handing you the floor. Pour your heart out. Pour your heart out to influence Mr. Aaron Rodgers. That Denver deserves his greatness. I just want to start this out and say thank you to Mr. Rogers for considering us in his top three. We are highly honored and we appreciate it, especially since his other two options were very warm places. Um, going to Denver is a little different, but I think he sees what we have. Now, I, now I know that this is not all up to him. Um, he's threatening retirement. Packers are a terrible organization. Um, as far as treating their star players. Now, Mr. Rogers and the Packers, we have a lot of young assets for you on both sides. Mr. Rogers, we have an athletic tight end, young. We have two very skilled wide receivers. We have two very skilled running backs, one that I'm very excited about and one that I'm not so excited about, but... Still, very good situation. We have a solid defense, and we Wait, have hold one on. of the best kickers hold on. I in just the game. got a text message. Oh, is it Rogers? Uh, this is it's from Timothy Patrick. <laughs> it says, hey, fuck this guy on the mic. Wait, I was talking about Tim Patrick. Oh, you were? Yeah, Jerry Judy's not top two yet. Come on. Oh. <laughs> I just got a follow-up text from Timothy Patrick. Oh, all good, bro. All up. <laughs> all right, sick. Yeah, come on. Jerry Judy's good. You know, he had, a, he had a good rookie year, but, you know, one more year and he'll be, he'll be Tim Patrick level. No, but the main thing is, if we could get Aaron Rodgers on this team, we would be I – th- I think the Broncos are instantly, like, right there with the Chiefs. You know, Drew Locke. Easy. Is bad. If not uh, better. Yeah, uh, mm, yeah, it's tough. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know yet, but I'm. That secondary is is unbelievable. Yeah, Justin Simmons, Sertain, Fuller. God, don't get me started. We're going off. Get Aaron Rodgers. That's all I have to say. Rodgers, Packers, take whatever you need. We'll give you six first rounders for the next six years. We're going all in for this year. I, I think Aaron Rodgers knows what we have and. We're excited to welcome him. I will fly to Denver for the uh, 
for his plane call at 3 a.m., and it'll be great. Aaron Rodgers, we need you. Love you. Kisses. That was so beautiful. Peter, we'd like to thank you again for your kind words and your outreach to Mr. Rogers as Denver Broncos go through these tough times. We hope to see a better season ahead. And scene. And scene. <laughs> I'm gonna quick I'm gonna throw a quick dynasty clause out. The Denver Rogers is done. It's done. It's a done deal. Oh. You think so? Oh, I yeah, I believe it. Oh, I thought I thought uh, Vegas was on the, the radar recently. I believe it. And you know why I believe it? Elway was in this similar circumstance. He was I mean, he hadn't won any, but Rogers is only he's only won one, right? Mm-hmm. So he's- Hall of Fame talents looking to try to get their winning. He's gonna do he's gonna apply the same principles, do whatever it takes to win, figure it out. And Vic Fangio, he's a defensive coach. He's just going to have Rodgers run the offense. Yeah, yeah. honestly, Rodgers would probably have full control of everything. It's the perfect match. They're ready to win. And what better way to cement your legacy than beating the up-and-coming star in division twice a year? Because that team is better. Mm -hmm. You know, get away from Tom Brady. That's what we're doing. Go to Patrick Mahomes. Who are you more scared of? (laughs) Brady-Rodgers matchup in the finals. No, you mean well. No, you mean Rogers Fitzpatrick. That's oh, that's <laughs> right. Fitzpatrick outduels Brady in the NFC Championship game. Punk bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, last but not least, for this little schmep episode, uh, players, players you're worried about, players at this point in time that you are uh, getting a little jittery, butterflies in your stomach. You can you can take this one first. Let's oh, you oh, you're gonna let me rip just you like know, that. Yeah, you know, I always go first. You can have this one. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> here I go. <laughs> here I go. <laughs> Here's this is gonna come as a shock. I am shocked. Shocked. Devonte Adams. Yikes. Ooh. Wow. I'm getting you know, a workout <laughs> from cringing right now. I'm embarrassed for you. Oh. <laughs> Devontae Adams, yeah, you got to bail on this guy. Sell every share you have. If Aaron Rodgers leaves, worthless. Worthless? Yes. Whoa, I don't know if he's worthless. Worthless. Did you not see him go off last week? Let's say Rodgers goes to Denver, Teddy goes to Green Bay. Yeah. Alleviates a little bit, but even still, he's he's he'll be overdrafted. You can You can find more security elsewhere. Well, what, what do you think? Where, like, what wider, what team? Like, I would rather at, at that point, I would rather have Michael Thomas over Devontae. Adams. Oh, whoa, hundred percent, dude! I am very low on Michael Thomas. <laughs> dude, come on, hundred <laughs> percent. No, Devontae is still a talented guy. He He's is, still... but he benefits so much from Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> come on, that's true. I mean, he does get. Rodgers' mobility. Devontae is able to get open in certain areas of the field that other quarterbacks cannot throw to at nearly as well. Yeah. It, it, it's not the same. They I mean, can't I, throw it on a rope to the sideline where he makes a move five yards off and, like, gets – no. What if Rodgers yeah. doesn't get traded? If he doesn't, uh, he's the number one. 
He's the number what one if you're receiver. what if you're drafting before? Well, okay, no one's drafting. No one's uh, going to be drafting. Garbage. All right, fair enough. All right, so it's a clause if if Rogers mm-hmm. is there or not. If this thing is going to happen, this Rogers moving, it's going to happen as soon as as soon as June hits. Yeah, true. So we'll have more information. The Packers are not going to like leave this whole this whole narrative. I mean, if they, around their building, if they think Jordan Love is the future and like ready to play, they trade him definitely. You can get a ton back for him. Jordan Love will start, ready to go. Oh yeah, if he does, I no. Nope. No, no touching. Nope. No nope. touching. Won't touch. Won't touch him. Won't touch uh, Devontae Adams. I'll be all about Aaron Jones, but oh yeah, well that's because you have a raging thumbs up for Aaron Jones. So. Woo! Dude was <laughs> butthole with my thumb. <laughs> all right. <laughs> These are like some pretty hot takes that we're going on here because mine might be even crazier than that one. Um, really. We're going to go out to Kansas City. Ooh, who am I? Back. Who could you possibly bash in Kansas City? Well, I went back and forth on this one, but I think this is the year of the drop off for good old Travis. I do too. This is the year. Um, I mean, not only did they draft a tight end in the fifth round this year. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, Noah Gray could be the future. Maybe Blake Bell. I don't know. Whatever. We'll see. Um, I don't know. I just, Kelsey is getting up there in age, and he has been so good for so long. It's, I mean, I know everyone, everyone probably calls a year, but if he stays completely healthy, sure. You know, the guy, the guy will probably still be tight end two, tight end one, but am I going to pick him in the first round where you probably need to pick him? Nope. Not touching him. I would I would consider him maybe like end of the second, but I probably still wouldn't do. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's kinda we're kinda we're kinda getting that fresh blood of like Noah Fant, um, maybe Kyle Pitts, TJ Hawkinson. I think we're gonna get get some fresh blood fresh blood up in the top top tiers of tight ends and Kelsey Kelsey just won't blow away everyone like he did has done in the past, you know. I think they got they're gonna wanna Try to get the ground game a little working a little bit more than it was last year, um, but I, I mean I don't I don't think they'll change too much around it. But they might just try to get also like you know their rookie a little bit of playing time and Blake Bell. Um, Kelsey will still play a ton of minutes, but I, I mean I think this take is more just like he's going to be overdrafted in fantasy, and he's not going to blow away everyone like he like he has been. Yeah, I would ask. For, <laughs> I would ask for a rebuttal, but you said you agreed with me, so I don't know what I'm. Yeah, that ADP makes me cringe a little bit. Back know. half of back half of the second round, I like it. Yeah, but you're never gonna get him there. I doubt it. It's a hot well, take. Okay. It's a hot okay. Take. So he's floating. Let's say we're floating through the second round, and you've got you you've already got like a, a top tier running back. So you got that that RB one locked up. You're flowing through the second round. Yeah, give me comparisons. Give me comparisons. And maybe you're looking at the board and you see uh, Tyreek Hill. You see... I'm never definitely uh, watching. Fair enough. Stephon Diggs, Hopkins for receivers, for running backs, you're seeing uh, Cam Akers, um, Hmm. Najee Harris, J.K. Dobbins. Antonio Gibson, 
the only guy you've named where I'm not where I'm taking Kelsey over is probably Hopkins. Um, and there's quarter, you know, you can take quarterback here too. Yeah, super flex, super flex, not regular. Super super flex only, <laughs> super flex super only. Super flex only. Unless we designate otherwise, we're doing super flex. Super um, flex only. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. super flex only. Hashtag super flex only. <laughs> Make QBs relevant again. Um, Hashtag butter my biscuit. <laughs> Smash it, it in a Triscuit. I, I've done I've done the Kelsey game, and I've been there, and I want something else, you know? I think it's fair. Uh, I want to just throw in this comment real quick ending this on the Kansas City depth chart. There is a man named Maurice French with two F's to start his name. What, what are we doing there? Capital F, lowercase f, R, wrench. Fr- French. I mean, we're gonna have to look. We're gonna have to look into this guy because what? What? Where is that? Where is that? Yeah. <laughs> well, what if you pronounce it like FF French? Could have been a typo. Could it? No, it's uh, not. No, it's not. Google it. It's on every page. It's on CBS. It's on ESPN. All right, it's it's for real. Dude. It's on Wiki. Dang, dude, that's some hardcore journalism. I know. He. I mean, he's the eighth. <laughs> he's the eighth wide receiver on the depth chart. So more than likely, he's not on the team. But ah, uh, I, I don't know. He could beat out Tajay Sharp. He's Cornell practice Powell, squad promise. Marcus Kemp. I don't know. You know, come on. He could beat this guy. For French. For French. Let's go. French. Imagine the announcers going off with this guy. French running down the sideline. <laughs> Fading? Middle fade. Hey, not- <laughs> just wait, say it out loud. Fade. Charlie. I know it hurts. <laughs> do it again. Let do it, it again. Do it again. Fade. <laughs> it's gotta happen dude you gotta fade everyone could completely blow up in my face could just be the number one we'll see you know what they say 